and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast, a discussion of God's extraordinary works through His ordinary ways. My name is Winston Weber, and Mike, today you and I are doing our very first podcast of the year, well, that we're recording. Welcome to 2020, Winston. Welcome, welcome indeed. Yeah, do you have 2020 vision this year? I do, I do. Uh, so it's very exciting. I, I'm sure that's the first time that joke has ever been used. So ever. a pastor friend of mine puts on social media, asks a bunch of us, so how many of you heard about 2020 Vision in church yesterday? And I was glad to be able to to think in my head because I didn't respond. We didn't do that. I didn't go there. And his response, he's a good friend, and he says, well, I was cheesy. I couldn't resist. And then like two other pastors are like, yeah, our, our uh, main theme verse this year is about having 2020 Vision. Wow. All right. I mean, people that, are doing it. People are going there. That's a choice. I'm telling you. It is a choice. So, it's a choice that people make. <laughs> so today, because it's the first episode that we're recording, yes, one has already come out, but yes. you know what? We weren't going to record on uh, New Year's Day. That's just not a thing that's going to happen. So <laughs> We could have. You know what? We could have. We could have gone remote. We could have. We could have like commented over the parade. Yeah. That would have been great. Go. Oh, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> since this is the first podcast of the new year, you know, people are always th- saying, you know, this is a new year. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to change something about myself. I'm going to pursue something greater, right? It's a good it's a good time for that, right? Uh, I don't know if you've made any New Year's resolutions, but obviously a lot of people are doing that. And we kind of wanted to set off on a good footing for 2020 on how exactly we should be resolving to grow in Christ. Right. You know, here's an interesting thing. We make all sorts of resolutions at times, and we might not call them that, but a fresh year. We're in a fresh decade, Winston. True. Fresh decade. Yeah. And it is a good chance for a fresh start, right? So a lot of us are like, I want to do this or I want to do that. We just intend on being more uh, purposeful, you know, in our living. And I think, I think it's a good thing to think that way. But I think sometimes, you know, the proverbial, well, I, I messed up on my, on my resolutions and it's only, you know, two days in. And people give up really easy. I do think it's good to have a fresh start. But I think it's always good to kind of have the idea that Paul had, which was, look, um, to me, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Basically, if I'm here in the flesh, it's going to be fruitful labor for me. And just continuing on in the same direction, faithfully, uh, one step at a time. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. I mean, I know that's a little bit of a cliche, but I think it is absolutely true. We don't know how long we have here on earth. But as long as God has us here, we want to grow in Christ. Absolutely. And that's what we want to talk about today. So, Mike, set us off on a good trajectory here. What exactly are you talking about that somehow we're going to resolve to grow? I thought that was the whole point of being a Christian was I'm going to try to be more and more like Christ. What does it mean to actually resolve to be like Christ this year? Well, I think it is captured in Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 2 when he said, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, Paul knew a lot. Paul was a very intelligent man uh, with a great mind. And he said, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And you know he knew a lot of things. But what he's saying is the emphasis, the where I'm going, Uh, The trajectory of my life, my main emphasis is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I think for a Christian, um, we want to grow in Christ. 
Just like it says at the end of 2 Peter, you know, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So that's what we're talking about. I mean, simply a believer wanting to make progress in Christ. Paul told Timothy that we should take pains in the things that make for spiritual growth and that our, our progress would be evident to all. So that means that when you do make progress in growth, in holiness, in growth, in Christ, people actually notice. So that people will actually take notice. So I should be making changes in my life so that other people <laughs> would see my good works. Is Doesn't that seem it like It seems weird. Thing? I know. It's it's this, I don't know what you'd call it, but it's, a, um, it's not what it sounds like, right? It's not like I'm doing this so you can applaud me. Nothing like that, right? Paul uh, is very clear that we are to be humble uh, in God's sight. Jesus was very clear about this in the Sermon on the Mount. He's like, don't do your good works to be seen by men. So we're not talking about that. But Paul told Timothy to take pains in these things of reading the word and praying and being an example to the flock. And it says that all may see your progress. Practice these things. Devote yourself to them. We're in um, 1 Timothy 4, verse 15, so that all may see your progress. And the idea is you're being an example to other believers. When they see your progress, it spurs them on to love and good deeds. Just like the writer of Hebrews says, let's spur each other on to love and good deeds. So the idea is that you are so intent, I am so intent, we are so intent on pressing on to know the Lord that others kind of get swept up in the jet stream, if you would. Uh, he, they get excited because we're excited about Jesus. Mm, absolutely. So, and we're not even thinking about being seen. Yeah, exactly. Right. So going along that lines then, resolving to grow in Christ, resolving to be more and more Christ-like is just being a better Christian, wanting others to also be uplifted so that they would be more and more like Christ. I get that, but that that sometimes seems like such a nebulous thing to grasp onto. Do you have something a little bit more tangible that I could hold on to? Let's go with this for the tangibility quotient, that you want to glorify God in everything, okay? So forget about what everyone thinks or what everyone sees, even though what people think and see is important in life. Uh, we don't do these things, right? <laughs> no, I mean, the idea that our example is important because sure. we're going to point people towards Christ or away from Christ. The idea, though, is that Um, We are to do everything in word or deed in the name of the Lord Jesus. Colossians 3, 16 and 17, right? 16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And then the outflow is to bless other people. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. You're basically teaching and admonishing one another and, and being thankful in it. But then it says, whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. You want to glorify God in your life. That's the big deal. Knowing God, it's like J.I. Packer in his classic work, Knowing God. Uh, you you want to know God. You want to behold God as he is in the word. And so you have to be focused in the word and prayer primarily, the word and prayer. Tangibly, that means you're opening up your Bible on a daily basis and you're hearing the word, you're receiving the word, you're thinking through the word, you're letting it dwell in you so that you're actually thinking to yourself, how can this affect my life? How should it affect my life? What changes need to take place? What decisions do I need to make? We're talking where the rubber meets the road in the Christian life. Excellent. Yeah, that that sounds much easier to understand. And especially now that it's the start of the year, going through a daily reading and prayer time is, there's so many Bible plans out there that go 
day by day through the entire Bible mm-hmm. that now's a really good time to start one, even though we're you know a few days into the year already. Right. We wrote a, a book of uh, 27 daily meditations where I took every book in the New Testament, all 27, and picked one gospel-centered passage and then wrote 180 to 200 words of a meditation on that passage. And then there's a prayer focus. And, and that's a simple way you can do this. But you don't want to make it perfunctory, like, you know, your alarm goes off and now it's time to read the Bible. What if you ate that way? Okay, uh, listeners, think of it this way. Think of it as eating, okay? Now, you may have, if let's say you have a young child, maybe you have a, a, a schedule of eating, okay? Or let's say you're older and you have a schedule of eating. Or let's say you have a young family and you say, we always eat breakfast at 7 a.m. and, you know, we eat dinner at 5.30. Or maybe it's more free-flowing. But, but in the most, for the most part, in the main, eat three meals a day. And then maybe there's some snacks in between, and then there's some grazing going on. So listeners, think of it this way. Winston, think of it this way, Uh, like eating every day, okay? You're taking in food, but as the writer of Ecclesiastes told us, uh, it's a gift from God to have a good appetite. So think of it this way. I want to have an appetite for the Word of God because I want to have an appetite for God. I desire God, you know, as the deer, Psalm 42, as the deer pants for the uh, water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. The idea of, I want to desire God to know him. He has spoken in his word, so I'm going to eat the word, literally, (laughs) but I'm going to do it in such a way where it's not like I'm scheduling it out, but I'm hungry for it, so I'm taking some in. And Well, I just ate, but now I'm hungry again. I'm going to get some more Bible and then run it through our minds. I like sushi. You know I like sushi, and I like those little masago things, those little tiny orange uh, fish eggs. And uh, you can get it alone, or you can get it on top of a a sushi roll. But one of my favorite things is middle of the afternoon, after you've eaten, you're sitting there studying, or you're meeting with someone, all of a sudden you find one of those in between your teeth. And you just chew on it. You just roll roll it on your mouth, and you chew on it. You're like, that was a gift, you know, that I wasn't expecting. It's like finding money in your pocket. That's the same way with the Word of God. Moldy, you want to think moldy. through the Word of God. I know I, I might be losing some of you here, but maybe not. Maybe you're right with me. But what I mean is you're chewing on the Word of God. You're meditating on it. You're thinking it through. It's not just going in one ear and out the other. You, you bring it into your life, and then you're thinking it through, and you're meditating on it, and you're actually measuring your life by it. Am I in line with this? Am I living according to it? Things like that. Yeah. And... You know, you said something interesting that I, I'd kind of like to talk about. So you said don't make it just, you know, schedule it in and it's just your regular routine. You know, it's interesting to me because I think in, at least in the circles that I run, I don't think the, the danger is so much making some habitual ritual habit that it, uh, habitual habit sounds a little redundant, but <laughs> uh, I think the bigger issue is usually not having any sort of regular schedule at all. Now, go with me for a second. Do you think that it is a bad thing to schedule out your reading even if you don't feel like it that day? It is not a bad thing at all. I I believe that you've got to force yourself to eat sometimes. You've got to force yourself to get up in the morning and go to work sometimes. That's a habit. That's a discipline 
that is being faithful, that is keeping promises, that is keeping our commitments. And I think I think sometimes we devalue the word, and I think sometimes we devalue even the work that God is doing in our hearts because sometimes we go through painful things and we forget that pain is a part of what God uses to grow us deeper. So I do think that it is a good thing to keep a schedule or to keep a discipline even when you're not feeling it. Absolutely. So now we're moving towards, you know, we, we know what we're supposed to do, pray, read our Bibles, and that honestly, no matter what stage we are as a Christian, should be our goal. You know, we, we need to be meditating on the Word. We need to be talking mm-hmm. with the Lord more often. So tell me, as far as like what concrete plans can I make this year, uh, soon in the next couple of days, so that way I can set myself up for success for the rest of 2020 on how to accomplish that goal? Right. This is a good one. Now, I could give you something very specific, but I'm going to give you something general, listeners, because you got to figure it out yourself, okay? You don't want to go too hyper-regulated. You don't want to go too laissez-faire. You don't want to go too easy, too hard. So let me give you some general ideas, and then you figure out what works best for you, okay? But I think, number one, you have to come up with, yes, I intend to do it. Yes, I want to do it in this moment. Now, when the moment comes tomorrow, I might not feel like I want to do it, but this is my commitment I'm making. So I think you first have to get that straight that yes, this is something I want to do. It's not just because Mike and Winston say I should do it. I can tell in the Bible that it's important. I can tell that when Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.15, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. You know, I want to be like that. I don't want to be the kind of person that is involved in irreverent babble, as the next verse talks about. That says, avoid that. So you want to intend upon it first. The next thing is, you know, decide what to do, okay? Now, forgive me for being hyper simple, but here it is. Decide what to do. Read your Bible, folks. Read your Bible. Now, you can use the YouVersion app, and it's got tons and tons of Bibles on there, but it also has some junk on there that I would not suggest for anyone to use. A lot of uh, somewhat notable people have gotten their devotionals on there that I would consider uh, that are anti-biblical. So I'd say read the Bible purely, okay? That's the thing you need to decide to do is open up your Bible and let's say you're reading Genesis, okay? Or you want to read Genesis to Revelation, which is what I do every year. Read Genesis to Revelation. Or let's say you want to read the Gospel of John or you want to read Philemon, whatever it is. You can take a small chunk, a large chunk, Decide to read the Bible, okay? Now, once you get that set, what I would suggest most people to do is get some sort of way to record down some ideas. Early on in my Christian life, it was a journal, literally a paper journal. People are going back to those. I would suggest if you like to write, if you like to doodle, if you like to draw, get a journal. Lined, unlined, it doesn't matter, but get a journal so that you can record some of the things that God is teaching you or some of the ideas that you find in the scriptures. And it's okay just to write out the scriptures if you'd like. And you can pray the scriptures too. So intend on what you want to do. Decide what to do. Read your Bible. Okay, Choose somewhere to start reading. What I wouldn't suggest is to just get in there and open up your Bible anywhere every day. Have a plan. Have okay? a plan, yeah. Have a plan. There are so many plans. There's no excuse to not have a good plan nowadays. Even if you say, again, I'm going to study. I'm going to study through my Bible from Genesis all the way to the end, just from the start to the, to the end, okay? 
So the, the third thing then is to get a journal. So intend on what you want to do first. Decide what you want to do. Read the Bible. What part of the Bible you're going to read. Third, some kind of journal. Now this could be your notes in your iPhone or on your on your Droid phone, okay, or your Google phone. This could be um, a scrap of paper. This could be a bunch of three by five cards. This could be you know whatever you want to make it. But basically, find a way to record some significant things. And let me tell you one of the the best reasons for this. I have these all the way back to the early 1980s, and I've got a, a bookshelf at home that have all these on there and they're all different sizes from like four inches tall to eight inches tall. And you know, some of them have hundreds of pages. Some of them are very, very slim. And like just recently I found one from a mission strip in 1987 and I was just going through there and reading things I wrote down and remembering things that I went through. And I was sharing with Angela, my wife, I was like, wow, look what happened this one day. I've retold this story and I had forgotten this one part of the story when I was in Wamana in, in New Guinea, uh, in the middle of that, in, of that island, trying to get back to the coast, to get back to my plane flight that was going out back to America the next day, and it was kind of dicey. Anyway, just things like that, and what God's teaching you along the way, it's important, I think. What I usually do, just, just to be really hyper-practical, is I will write down the date, and then I'll write down what I read in the Bible, and then I might write a couple things, and then maybe a, a, a prayer focus or some a word of praise to God or just something that happened that day in my family or in my household. No, thank you very much for that. That that's very helpful. Um, and even just I, I know this was a, a more simple episode, you know, talking about just kind of the basic Christian life and how we ought to operate. But you know, this was very practical. And sometimes we need that wake up call to go back to the basics, go back to the fundamentals and go perform those again. Yes. And let me add one more thing. I give you three things, but intend on what you want to do, decide what to do, journal it. The last thing I would share is to share it with someone. Share with somebody what, and I find this to be very helpful in my life, where I share what I'm learning. I share something I read or something that was helpful to me. And oftentimes in my family, I'll whatever I've read that morning in the Bible or through the day in the Bible, that evening as we have our family time around the Word of God and prayer, often, most of the time nowadays, I will bring in what I had read already that day, and I'll have some insights into it. Let me give you one other extra bonus tidbit, okay? I've got a little uh, acrostic I came up with. Some of you might want to tune out right now. Some of you might want to write this down. I know some people like the, these kind of things. Some people don't. But it's the word profit, like making a profit, P-R-O-F-I-T. And I get this from Proverbs 13, 13, which basically says uh, the one who neglects the word will be in debt to it. So that if you neglect the word of God, you won't know what to do and you'll be in debt to it. And then it says whoever fears the commandment will be rewarded. So the idea of there's great profit in reading the word and understanding it and, and you know, inculcating it into your life, integrating it into your life. So profit stands for this. P stands for pray. Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your word, Lord. P stands for profit. R stands for read, literally read the word. O stands for observe. So make some observations on what the text is actually saying. F stands for focus. Maybe there's one uh, specific focus area that you want to think about or study deeper. And then I is integrate. How am I going to apply this into my life? How is this going to affect my life right now? And then T is tell, tell someone else about it, share with someone else. So 
pray, read, observe, focus, integrate, and tell. Now, I don't go through that every time in, in my times in the Word and Prayer, but I, I do run through that, that same idea. I pray, I read the Word, I make some observations. You know, there's something I'm going to focus on as I read. And then how do I apply this to my life? How do I integrate it in my life? And then I usually find a way to share it with somebody. Well, thanks again, Mike. This was really great. Thank you for just providing some uh, practical things. And, you know, we're actually coming up on uh, nearly a year of Ordinary Church. Can you believe it? No. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. February. So our first episode. Yeah, February 8th was our first day. So we are a month away from having all... All Are we going to have a birthday party? We're going to have a birthday party. I think we should have some cakes, some streamers. Uh, But listeners, thanks so much. Uh, 2019 was our first year of Ordinary Church, and it was a a really good one. And so we want to thank you guys for sticking with us for all that time. It was was really fun. Uh, We're doing this for you. Uh, This has been encouraging for Winston and I to to do together. It's very encouraging, and it sharpens us. But... We're really praying that this will have an impact on any who listen. Yeah, and with that, uh, we want to, again, wish you guys a Merry New Year and a Happy Blessed New Year, That's people. Right. And uh, we hope that you guys will join us next Thursday as we remain faithful, even in the ordinary.